Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. And welcome to episode 122 of the Love Life Connection. So whether this is your first episode or you've been with me since episode one or anywhere in between, I'm so, so grateful to be in your earbuds or playing on your commute or wherever you're listening to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart because I wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't have listeners. It's kind of like if a tree falls in a forest, doesn't make a sound. If you have a podcast and I'm talking into my mic, but no one's there, listen, does the podcast really exist? I don't know. I mean, these are the kind of questions that I stay up with all night. Um, just kidding. But you know, it's kind of funny to think about. But if you have been listening for a while, or if you're a new listener, have been really loving the show, I would be so grateful if you took a moment to leave a quick rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps me to grow the show and to get this into more women just like you who just really maybe need to hear the message of women's empowerment and that you don't have to give away your power or your lovability or worthiness or any of those things in order to get real love and the love that you are truly, truly seeking. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for leaving a rating. And if you have an extra 30 seconds, 60 seconds, leaving a quick review really, really helps. And I'm just so, so appreciative of of that. So today's caller, I'm super excited. I know Hillary quite well. We've worked together in the Dating Mindset Bootcamp when I used to run that program. We worked one-on-one and now she is in the tribe. And today we're talking about rejection and we're talking about the pullback and we're talking about texting. So it all kind of goes together and you'll see how the flow of this conversation, this coaching conversation goes. But here's the thing, and I say this in the call, but I just want to emphasize this so that you are already kind of in this mindset as you're going into listening to our coaching call. And that is this idea of rejection. I think a lot of the times we do this kind of work that I'm teaching here on the podcast and in the tribe, or other kind of spiritual work or personal development work or self help work. And we do it so that we don't have to experience the quote unquote bad things. So we don't have to deal with rejection or the hurt that might go along with rejection. But the truth is, is that that's not true at all. Nobody, including myself, including you, well, I guess you can rejection proof yourself, but rejection proofing yourself isn't the goal. Because if you're not allowing yourself to be rejected, you're not really allowing yourself to truly connect with someone else. And if you're not allowing yourself to truly connect with someone else, then your chances of finding a real deep love 
is pretty low. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to get rejected. You have to be willing to live in the land of no, the, of no, which is what I talked a lot about before. And that is a yes lives in the land of no's. So you have to be willing to do that in order to find love. And the truth is, I don't know if it's because of just with everything being online now and online dating, or if it's just like a cultural shift, we all seem to, and I think men and women both do this, is that everyone wants to be in a relationship, everyone wants to find their partner, but no one's actually willing to put themselves in a place where you're, you know, willing to be rejected or potentially be rejected. And yes, I know some of you might, well, how do you get men to do this? Or how do you get men to open up? And you got to just focus on you know, on on your, on your lane, you can't focus on what other people are doing or what they're not doing and just focus on what you're doing and trust that if you're being an open and vulnerable, then you're going to just naturally attract those types of people who have that kind of vibration, who have those similar values of being open and vulnerable to you. And that's all I can say when it comes to that. Now, before we get to my conversation with Hillary, which I'm so excited for you to listen to, I just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the Love Action Tribe, which is my monthly membership community for women who want to cut the crap and the analysis paralysis and finally start moving forward in both your life and in love. So in the tribe, you get access to me and an incredible community of supportive, like-minded women who 100% get you. And every week, I'll help you take a tiny action step to help you move the needle forward towards love. And each of these action steps, I promise, will take 30 minutes or less. So it's not a huge investment of time. And there's also going to be tons of opportunities to get live coaching with me and asking your questions to me about your situationship or something that's keeping you blocked. And every month we focus on a different theme to help you find love. So at the time of this recording is released, we're at the end of May and or the very end of May, really. And we're going into June. And in June, we're focusing on all things communication. So whether it's you want to have the DTR, the define the relationship talk, you want to ask for what you need or what you want in a relationship without feeling bitchy or needy or starting a fight, or you just want to make what you need really clear and having your boundaries be really clear. Or you want to share something vulnerable with someone and you're kind of scared to do that, or you don't even know how to approach the conversation, or you just want to have a more soulful texting game. And yes, that's a thing. Then you should definitely join us for the tribe because we're going to be focusing on this and so much more. It's all things communication next month. And if you just feel like you really struggle with communication, again, whether it's everything from texting to sharing something vulnerable to how to approach a tough conversation, then you really can't afford forward to miss everything that we're going to be doing next month. So to learn more and to join us, all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe, and you can read a little bit more about the membership there, what you get, and then you can join us there. And it's only $35 a month, and you can cancel anytime. There's no commitment. You don't have to do a commitment of three months, six months, a year, or whatever it is, just sign up. And if it's not for you, then you can cancel very, very quickly and easily. All right, so back to my conversation with Hillary. We're going to bring Hillary on in just a second, but I want to ask you a few questions to keep in mind as you're listening into my conversation with Hillary. So when you get rejected and you're trying to get yourself back out there, do you give yourself a pep talk and try to talk yourself up to dating again or meeting someone else or that he's still on the way? Do do you secretly hope or believe that the right person will be able to break down your walls and will help you magically become more vulnerable? Or do you constantly want to hear from someone you're newly dating? You always want to get that validation. You need the good morning text or you just need the regular texting throughout the day. You just constantly feel like you need to hear that from him in order to feel confident, secure and validated in the new relationship. Or do you just simply like freak out if he doesn't text you, you're constantly checking your phone and feel like you can't think about anything else until he responds to that text and it just really consumes your, at least your emotional and energetic space. So keep these questions in mind as we listen to my call with Hillary and let's get right to it. 
welcome to the show. Hillary, how can I help you? Hey, Veronica. Um, I just had a question about how to deal with rejection. Okay. My main question. Okay. Okay. So what happened? I assume there's something specific that happened. Is it with a relationship, someone you're dating? Um, it was someone I had gone on a few dates with. Okay. And this okay. happened a few weeks ago. I guess my question revolves into what's going on now. Cause it's kind okay. of like, I start a sense of rejection and then it, not really rejection yet, but start to like sense that happening. That pullback. Uh, you sense, you sense the pullback you mean? Right. Exactly. Okay. okay. Yes. And are we beyond that pullback now? Or are we still in the pullback stage? I don't know. It's pullback. I think it's, it feels like pullback, but it also feels like busyness and like that results in the pullback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it feels like pullback. Okay. So where are you guys now? Like, are you still talking? Still seeing each other? What's- so the one I had the question about, we don't talk at all anymore, but the one okay. that it's starting to like pull back, things are going well kind of thing is uh, going on now. We actually, we've only been on two dates and we have our third one tomorrow and we've been talking for a few weeks, I would say. So very brand new. Mm-hmm. So what's the question? Like how to deal with the rejection or how to deal with the pullback or, or what? Right. So how to deal with rejection along with like when the pullback starts. Um, and I guess for me, like I'm trying not to compare it to my past, but in my past, like I've had people pull back and then uh, like it doesn't work out. And so like I start sensing that's happening and then um, like start to freak out and get stressed out. But then it's just like, legit like the person which is busy for like a few days but Mm -hmm. I took that as like um as like oh like they don't want to talk to me like they've met someone else like you know I started like second guessing myself when really like the person was just really busy but it felt like pullback okay okay yes so okay so the thing that's going on here is well first a distinction has to be made a distinction has to be made like is there legitimate pullback in the sense that like maybe he's not showing up the way he previously has for you and then there's that pullback there or it's more of like in your head and you're constantly validation from him in order Mm -hmm. to feel like the relationship is still progressing or that it's still moving forward or for you to feel confident and to feel good so just by that um and are we going to be talking about the current relationship where you're still seeing the person or the one where you're not talking anymore which which one do you want to focus on as an at least an example as a jumping off point um I guess the one where we're not talking more because like it was just I don't know like I don't think I handle rejection well mm-hmm. especially well, when it's like <laughs> right exactly well, I shouldn't especially say no, well it's always <laughs> going to be hard right exactly especially since it was like like I had invited him to hang out with my friend and I, just like a meetup kind of thing. As like, I enjoy talking with the person. So yeah, come hang out with my friend and I. We're going to a pro lacrosse game. Um, we have extra tickets. Like, come hang out with us. And then it was like, we had our date. And then it was just like, out of nowhere, the next day, it was just like, in the middle of conversation, things are going well. And then it was like, hey, by the way, like, you're really nice and fun and cool to hang out with, but I don't see this progressing in a relationship. So it's just like, kind of like, a bummed kind of feeling because it was like like that excitement and like you think things are going well on your end and then like then kind of like hits yeah and then it's like wah wah yeah they're not but like I do say like positively looking back on that like I didn't handle it well but looking back on like that situation um I don't know like I, I thought we connected well but I feel like it would not have been like I don't know. I guess I see his sense of like, oh yeah, we're just better off as friends looking back on it now. But at the time, like it was just like, like things are going really well. And it was like a lot of excitement. And so what's really the problem though, because you were rejected, which stings, right? right? That's normal. Nobody can protect you from that, right? Like you can do all the self-help, personal growth, spiritual, whatever in the world, but rejection is always going to sting. And and I think the more that you can really allow yourself to feel that and to be like, wow, 
damn, that really sucks or ouch, that really hurts. And also to look at it from two ways, like you might be getting over just not having him in your life. I mean, if there's only a few dates, it's probably less about him and more about what the relationship you were hoping it could be like, like the, the dream, right? There's always like that dream whenever you meet someone, especially if you're really seeking a, life, a lifelong partner and you meet someone, you start dating and there's that hope of like, oh man, what if this is it? Right. And so, and then like, and then it's not so, and that hurts. And, and we're biologically wired to dislike rejection and you can't get around that. And we, and we want to, and I think a big problem generally with, with the way dating is these days, um, is that everyone's dating because everyone wants to find a relationship, find a partner, but no one's willing to actually be hurt or be rejected. And this goes for both men and women. We both play this game. Right. Yeah. I guess like usually when I do get rejected, um, it ends up being like ghosting or like, I mean, I just like, I really appreciate Yeah, exactly. I think looking back on it, like, I think I appreciate it more of like telling me before things like escalated, Mm -hmm. but like, I mean, it did kind of sting where I was kind of like not bummed out for a week, but like for a few days or so, just kind of processing things and healing. And 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 that's totally, that's totally normal. Um, and, you know, one thing I talk a lot about is, you know, rejection proofing yourself is basically building this wall up around you to where you're not going to let anyone in. And you cannot date with that wall around you. You cannot date from this perspective of like, oh, I'm going to let my knight in shining armor come in and rescue me. And he'll be the one that will make me open up or break my walls down or whatever. And like, it's just a bunch of fairy tale nonsense. Like that doesn't really happen. But what I am interested in is rejection resilience. And we haven't talked about like the aftermath of the rejection or what's going on in this relationship that with the guy you're, you're still talking to, we can, we can get there. Um, but, but rejection resilience is okay. This sucks. This really stings. This hurts. I'm just gonna let myself sit. Oops. I'm gonna let myself sit in this like place of just not feeling great. Um, but it's not going to affect or you're not going to let it affect your worthiness, your ability to love yourself, to accept yourself and really fall back into this place of trusting that you're going to be able to learn what you need to learn from this relationship or from this date or from this text exchange, like however far progressed the the relationship progressed. Um, But then you're going to just keep moving forward and it's not going to change anything about how you actually feel about yourself. That's rejection resilience. And so that's what I'm more concerned about when people come to me about with rejection or um, a relationship ending, you know, anything, anything like that. So how do you feel you are on your rejection resilience? That's so interesting that you said that because I think like the first few days that I was processing it, I think I took it more personal Mm-hmm. but I actually had a really conversation with my friends and um, she's like a friend from college and was kind of mm-hmm. reminding me that about my worth. And uh, she's the one that told me that like, you have to get through a lot of heartbreaks before I wish I could remember exactly, but she was just telling me like, you have to get through a lot of heartbreaks before you like uh, will meet someone really good and worthy. And so that was just, that really stood out to me also. But yeah, it was like a few days after that had happened, the rejection. And then I was talking with her and she had told me that. So yeah, I think that's really important because I think we might lose ourselves in what happens. And I think like I started to take it personal and it was like talking with someone else helped me to realize that like, like, so what? Like, I mean, you're still you're so worthy and valued and like, you're going to meet someone really great. Like that's coming up uh, kind of thing. So yeah. Right. Well, it doesn't always really have to be like this pep talk either. Right. Um, Cause you are allowed to feel sad and you are allowed to be angry or to be upset or whatever the emotion is. Now that's different from a pity party. A pity party is like, Oh, this always happens to me. Why again? 
why me? Why can't I just mm. meet someone? That's a pity party. And that's really hard. That's harder to pull out of. And it's also harder to connect with someone else because that's just like another way of building up some boundaries or some, not some boundaries, but like walls around you. Cause you're not really allowing yourself to connect with yourself. And then therefore with other people, when you move into like this pity party stage. So, um, Yes, I think it's important to look for the lessons. I think every relationship can be a soulmate if we're really willing to look for the soul lessons of every relationship, everything from a one-night stand to 20-plus year marriage. Um, But if you jump to that and if you jump to like the trust part and the faith part and like, well, it's, he's still coming or I'm, I trust that, you know, whatever it's, he's on his way or whatever the phrasing that you use, that's just what is called spiritual bypassing. And when you spiritually bypass, you're not allowing yourself to feel the sadness or the rejection or the anger or the grief or whatever it is that you might be feeling post-rejection or post-breakup. And you really got to be able to feel those feelings to let them out so that you don't keep recycling them. Because then you just stay in like this cycle of like, almost like self-pity or the cycle of just needing, needing, needing to get that thing on the outside to make yourself feel good and you know, nothing's, we want things because of how they're going to make us feel, not because of the actual thing. Right. And so by allowing yourself to just feel like crap for a few days, I mean, it seems to me that's what you did. Yeah, exactly. And, um, after that happened, like, I was like, that's it. Like I'm done with dating for a while. Like, <laughs> I'm going to take a breather. And I'm talking to my friend and it was like, I guess a pep talk and motivational and just like, um, like back on track kind of talk. I don't know how to word it, but uh, it was like through well, that tradition. I, I want, you, I want yeah. you to focus more on, on, on Hillary and what Hillary. Right. Yeah. If you really allow yourself to get quiet and to get centered, you know, maybe you do want a dating break. Maybe you don't want a dating break, but like getting this, like, you know, pep talk, like how a coach might coach their football team. What. <laughs> I think is going to help you, um, quote unquote, stay on track because then it's just yeah. sort of like this, <laughs> must accomplish this thing. And that's just attaching how you feel to this outside. Right. Right. So like that's just another way of pulling the same, the same, yeah. um, getting to the same pattern. So what I'm more interested in seeing you do is, um, you know, and actually I know we worked together. I don't remember if I gave this assignment to you. I might have. I know I've given it to others, but just, just to stop getting advice from friends. It's not that we don't love our friends, not that we don't like our friends, or that all the ba- advice is bad, but sometimes we just need to like cut off the noise, including what our friends are telling us, and just listen to what's true for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling, though, the relationship now is what's really tripping you up. Yeah, um, I guess because like, so that happened. And that was like, Mm -hmm. a week, a week or two before I met this guy. And so that's when I was like, that's it. Like, I'm not dating right now. But then like, but then I felt like, but then I did. And I ended up up, like talking different people than I like normally do. And Mm -hmm. um, changed my mindset and all of that. And I'm talking to this guy now. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like things are just going really well. And, um, like we had our first date last weekend and we went bowling, laser tag, arcade games, like super fun icebreaker type stuff. Talk, could have talked like all night kind of thing. Um, and then like the next day after the date, it was like, we had talked after the date, but we didn't really, uh, talk the next day. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like usually I hear from him. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to text him and just see how his day is going. Ironically, after I sent that text, he was on his way back to um, where we had gone bowling because he left his credit card there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, since you're in the area, do you want to get dinner? And so we ended up getting dinner um, and we talked and we hung out and it was like really nice. And we talked a little bit after. And then it was like two days of like no communication. And I also was busy with work too. And I know that he's a teacher and he was really busy. And so on Wednesday, it was like the universe was just like all these good things were happening. And it was just like a pretty cool day. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was just like, I got a call back about a second interview for a job I applied for. And then like after that happened, like he had texted me, like all these things were just like happening in one day that I kind of like was like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, I mean, I, I, 
I appreciate this. It just like all ha- like all these good things just happened at once. Um, well, you're doing the work. I know that. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. So I guess right now, and then it was like yesterday we didn't really talk. And so I think I'm learning is that I'm used to communication being like an everyday thing. And I've had to remind myself when talking to people that like I don't talk to my friends every day. Um, so like, what I is friends okay. all. Okay, so this, yes. is, this is a, not to sound like super cheesy, this is a teachable moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay, and I think a lot of people listening to this will definitely be able to, to relate. So your original question when you started this call was, I, I sent him pulling back. Right. And we don't know as to whether or not he, he actually is pulling back, right? Like right. We, don't, we don't know this for sure. It could be true, but it also could definitely not be true. Right. Here's, here's the thing. And I think this is where it's probably getting more into your head more than anything else. What is it that you get out of hearing from someone that you're dating every single day? Um, I guess it's just that, um, I guess it's more so validation and also like a lot of people I talk to don't live in the same area as me so they live about um I don't know even people live close by they he lives about probably like 30 40 minutes from me so we're not going to see each other every day or mm-hmm. more than once a week um kind of thing so I guess like it's in validation. general it's, it's, it's validation. validation right it's validation okay, that, okay. it's validation yes. we're gonna go with yes. this it's we'll just stick with that yeah. <laughs> okay you're seeking validation now, I know a little bit, not a little bit, I know a lot about you because we've, we've worked one-on-one. And right. <laughs> so I, I kind of have a sense of where this is coming from, but can you see where this is coming from? Yeah, I think it's um, tying back into, like, needing that validation from others, from family, from yeah, friends. Okay, okay. But yeah. I want you to even get more specific than that because it's not just generally family and friends. Yeah. It's I think myself too. Well, it's specifically the dynamic that was there between your mom and mm-hmm. sisters and right. not really feeling like really included. Right. So it's that validation of and what did what did little Hillary do in order to feel loved and accepted by her mom and sisters? Um, I mean, tried a lot of like I was so quiet that I didn't really speak my mind when I was younger. Okay. Like, so my validation just came from like trying, but then also just accepting things for what they were. Just going with the flow and not really saying. Exactly. Going with the flow. Okay. And what else did you do? I mean, I tried, like I would try to like chime in or like try to include myself in conversations or things like that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes wasn't included kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about how you used to go with the flow with, if someone was like on tender with, I remember there's a situation where someone was on tender while you were on a date. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> with him. And, and so that's just a pattern of like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Right. So yeah, that's an that old- was in, that was in January. Yeah. And, and um, I know you've grown a lot, a lot, since, yeah. a lot since then. However, with this whole, like, you're just trying to be included, like, you know, with your, right. mom, you're just, you're constantly trying to be included, like, Hey, mm-hmm. don't forget that I'm here. And you're like trying to yeah. like, shine all these lights or like throw things or like, woo, like someone noticed me. And, <laughs> and here's, here's the thing, like, and you can probably, and if you're being really honest with this, I think, I think you would have to say this is true, but you can tell me if I'm wrong. And that is, even if he were to text you, every day like it still wouldn't feel enough right you would still be going back to look to your phone to see if he's texted you again yeah or to see what he said to your last text or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so regardless of how much he's texted you the work is still an internal game you've got to validate yourself no one can do that for you your mom can't do that your sister's right can't do that. This guy can't do that. Any past guys were never able to do that. Any potential future guys 
can't do that for you either. And who knows, maybe there won't be a future grad. Maybe this will be it. But like, but if you go into any relationship needing to get that validation from him, even if he can't like use that languaging, like he doesn't understand that, like that's just really exhausting for Mm -hmm. someone. And the only kind of person who's really going to be up for that kind of game is like a guy who's either has some narcissistic tendencies or is like really controlling and it's not going to be a healthy relationship. Right. That's the only kind of guy that's really going to be up for that kind of game of just constantly trying to validate you and Mm -hmm. reassure you. So you're seeing him tomorrow. Yes. Okay. So the time we're recording this on a Friday, you haven't talked to him since Wednesday. Um, no, actually I, uh, he texted me today. So, um, yeah, he texted me today and he did a little, Hey, with a little wave emoji. And I did a gift back because I'm really into the memes and gifts. And <laughs> like, that's where my humor comes in and my wittiness is sending gifts. Um, and I did like the Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon one where he's the, Hey, and he goes, Hey, like, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, um, uh, we were talking about, I was decorating my hallway at school and, um, he was like, oh, you should do it Star Wars theme because he really lo- he's a really big movie person. Like, he majored in film. He teaches film class. Like, um, he's really into movies. And he's okay. really into Star Wars. Okay. Um, well, isn't the new... We're recording this yeah. for Memorial Day. So it's <laughs> about to come out. Yeah, I was about um, to say. So that's where the conversation went because we talked last weekend. So at the end of our okay. first date, he goes, what are you doing next weekend? Do you want to go see the new Star Wars movie? Like, So is that what you're doing tomorrow? Yep, we're going to go see the new movie Perfect. tomorrow. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to pause you here, and I want you to, I want you to get some takeaways from this. Okay. So the first thing is, um, okay, so I, I say this a lot, and, and for those who listen to me or know my work a lot, know that I, we're always going to go back to the inner child because we're always playing out old patterns. And here's the thing, like, and we did this in the tribe this past month, but um, – Sometimes it's going to be like a sit down thing. Like, okay, I'm going to actually sit down and do this inner child meditation, or I'm going to sit down and write a letter to my inner child or talk to her out loud or whatever it is. Um, And that's kind of like the equivalent to going to the spa, right? Like it feels good. It's, it can be really healing, restorative, but it's just a bigger, like, well, the spa, obviously it's a bigger investment of money, but it's just a bigger time and energy investment. And so sitting down to like do an inner child meditation or write a letter to your inner child, all that kind of stuff. Like you're not going to do that every day unless like you just have nothing to do, which is great. Cause then you can just go to the spot and then talk to your inner child all day. And that'd be awesome. Right. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but for most of us, like that's something that you're going to do when you know, you, you know, when you really sit down and talk to your inner child or focus on your child, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, maybe even once a month, if you're more like into maintenance mode and have done a lot of healing already. Um, but you can take a shower on Monday, but if you don't shower again before Friday, then you're going to be stinky, right? Like you got to just, you got to shower every day to keep up with your hygiene. And so it's the same thing with your inner child. And especially for you as it relates to validation, because I know you've done some inner child work before, because we've, we've worked a lot together. Um, But I think you could probably use, you have some room for just some general maintenance, right? So like catching yourself, like when you want to go pick up your phone and you're like, you're freaking out because you haven't heard from him or you want to text him, but you don't really have anything to say. You just want to text them so that you get a text back or like whatever it is. That's where an opportunity for you basically to talk your inner child off the ledge because that's not grown up Hillary because grown up Hillary's like, Oh yeah, maybe not everyone talks every single day or yeah, she's more mature. or I've got other things to do and he's got other things to do or like does it make the hearts grow fonder, right? Like that's a real mm-hmm. thing too. Like yeah. there's the mystery and some more excitement anticipation build when there's some space and some distance. So you know that logically, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not concerned with that. You know that. But your inner child is like, "Oh, I need that validation." Mm-hmm. And so it wants to text and so that's a really beautiful opportunity for just some of that maintenance. It's right. It's like when you shower or when you stink, you go shower. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the same thing when you find yourself getting triggered in that way and you're really seeking that validation. That's when you really got to validate your inner child. You just got to talk her off the ledge. Hillary, you're so worthy. You don't need other people to tell you that you're beautiful or loved. You are beautiful and loved because you are a 
divine being, you're created in the image of God, like whatever, whatever it is, um, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry that you feel, or I'm sorry that you're, you're, you feel, um, I don't know, discluded from your sisters, or maybe you don't feel like the favorite, or you feel like the black sheep, and that sucks, and I'm so sorry, but I just want you to know how loved you are, and how amazing you are, and no one has to, you don't have to prove that to anyone. No one, no one has to be there to validate that for you. It's just innate and just talk yourself off the ledge that way. And then go do something fun for yourself, whether it's like, I don't know, going on a walk, um, reading a book, making cooking or something like whatever a hobby is, but just talking yourself off the ledge in, in that way. So that's like the deeper work. Right. Um, and then I don't know. I don't think there's really a second thing, but I would say the second thing where I kind of talked about this is like allowing the anticipation and the excitement to build. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not talking to each other every day or every minute, every day, and then you're going to see him tomorrow, you're actually going to have something to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Because we're still getting to know him. You've only been dating for a week. You're not going to talk every day. Right. And I think that talking every day is more of like, and if he feels the need to talk every day, then again, it's just like your issues are attracting each other. He needs to feel validated too. Right. You're entering into this relationship where you guys just have to keep validating each other. You can't actually let each other grow. They're just filling each other's voids the whole time. That's not fun. Right. So what do you learn? How are you, what's, what are you taking away from this? I mean, it's interesting to see how the conversation has progressed. Uh, and usually that does when we were working together also, where it's like <laughs> I would come in with like one idea and then we'd go jump to something else that like came out. So it's really, <laughs> really cool to see that happen again. But I really like the, um, I like the inner child um, talking myself off the ledge conversation. Cause I do have those talks sometimes with myself but they're more of like pep talks like <laughs> I guess my life is filled with pep talks and motivational um, things so I like the more of like talking off the ledge and like more deeper than yeah. just like you got this you can do it like you're yeah. great like that kind of thing so that's yeah. something I'm really yeah and I'll just say this and then, and then we'll we'll wrap up but I'll have to do a whole podcast episode probably on this but this whole idea of like willpower and mm-hmm. pep talks are really tied in with willpower. It's like, you can do it. You can do it. And willpower works for like a week, two weeks, a couple months if you're lucky. And I mean, in terms of like resisting texting someone or in the sense of dating or with trying to lose weight or whatever it is, willpower works, but not that, not forever. It's not a forever Mm -hmm. solution. It's just a band-aid solution. The only way to truly transform is to go inward and to go deeper and then go to the root of Mm -hmm. what's causing the behavior in the first place. That's the only way. Now it's not to say that you can't do some things like, I don't know if you're trying to get your Facebook addiction, like taking your Facebook app off your phone. Like, you know, there's things you can do just to help you, but it's still like willpower doesn't really work. You've got to go, you got to go deeper. And, you know, it's funny because I, people will come onto these calls and, they want to talk about texting or they want to talk about this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what you think we're going to talk about. But let me tell you, that's just a system. Of yeah. System. <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. Awesome. Well, um, keep us updated with what happens with this guy and your inner child. You're in the tribe. So I know you share in the Facebook group a lot. So you'll be there keeping us updated so we can continue supporting you. And thank you so much for coming onto the show today. Thank you for having me. I was going to say that if if you're in the tribe, you're going to hear all about the details after. So that's my little plug in for wanting you should join the tribe is because it's such great empowerment. And um, like, I just, I just love the community that we have in it. And yeah, you'll hear more about it after. So if you're not in it, you're going to miss out on what happens next. Oh, thank you. Thank Uh, you for that that little plug there. And I swear I did not to to say that, but yeah, Hillary has been a longtime client of mine and now she's in the tribe. So it's such been such a joy. I have to just brag on you for a second. Like it's been such a joy to work with you and to see you grow and to transform and really to become 
the woman that you are. I don't like to say that I change people or that people change. I don't think people do change. I think we just become more of who we truly are. And it's just been so fun to see that happen for you, both in your career, but then also Mm -hmm. in your personal life. Oh, for sure. If, If everyone only knew who I was, like when Veronica and I first started, working together then you would see that growth also like I went from like desperate talking to almost anyone out there to like having some more grounding now and yeah so it is really cool I also want to brag myself too for that growth and definitely you should you totally should oh thank you so much this was fun I hope this was helpful yeah so much I enjoyed it a lot All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Hillary. And I just want to point out two big things from our conversation. Now, I made a lot of points about rejection. And I talked about that in the intro. So I'm not going to go into that again. So these are two other things that I just want you to really take away from our coaching conversation. And the first thing is the real or imagined problems or fears. And so real fears, real problems would be something where maybe someone was acting in a certain way. And then all of a sudden, there's just the radio silence, they you just don't hear from them for days, or maybe they're not really being very assertive. And when they want to hang out with you again, or when they want to see you again, or, you know, that would be more of a quote, unquote, real fear or real problem that okay, this relationship, this dating, um, this person may not go the way I wanted it to go. And then sometimes, it's just imagined. And in Hillary's call, you can see that her fear around this guy potentially pulling back is likely imagined. Now, we don't know for sure. She hasn't had the date yet at the time of this recording, but I know she will update all the tribe members. So I look forward to seeing what happens. But you can tell from our conversation that for the most part, this was very much an imagined fear or an imagined problem, because it was really just actually triggering something. Um, it was triggering her need to feel validated and to get the attention or the approval that she's actually seeking. And now the real versus imagine, it's not always black and white. There's definitely a lot of gray area and it can be sometimes tough to figure it out, especially when you're just sitting there looking at yourself and you're really close to your problems. And obviously there's a huge bias because you want it to, you you want the outcome to be a certain way. And so this is really where the beauty of having a community like the tribe or a trusted friend or a coach or something like that, who can kind of pull back a little bit and, and get the bigger picture and see what's really going on. So wherever you know, you feel like there's someone pulling back, or you feel like there's a problem or something's not going the way you want it to go, or we're hoping it would go, you have to take a step back and say, Okay, is this a real problem? Is there actually something I can do about this? Or is it imagined? And another really quick way you can tell the difference. And again, it's not foolproof, because it's not totally black and white is what I call the coffee pot problem. And I think I've talked about this on the show before, but it's been a while. So I will bring this up again. So the coffee pot problem is when you're driving to work and you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot to take or I forgot to turn the coffee pot off, right? And so you got to turn the car around, drive back home, go inside and turn the coffee pot off, right? So that's a real problem. You forgot that the coffee pot um, was on when you left and there was a very tangible solution. So you turned the car around and you went straight back home and you turned the coffee pot off. Boom, problem over. You're on with your day. Now, the imagined problem is more of, you're leaving the house and you're halfway to work and you're like, oh my gosh, is my house going to burn down? Did I leave the coffee pot on? Leave the stove on? Did I, is there going to be an electrical fire? Like, oh my gosh, when is the last time that's, and you know, and your mind can just start spinning from there. That's more of an imagined problem. Now, it doesn't mean that the real problem doesn't exist, but there's not like a very tangible solution to the unimagined problem. So in, in Hillary's case, it wasn't a quote unquote real problem because there was no tangible solution to what Hillary was going through. It was something that was deeper that was going on that she had to address. And that would be really the quote unquote tangible solution, but it had nothing to do with what the problem actually was. So going back to the coffee pot example, the first, you know, when the coffee pot, you know, it's on, you left it on, you turn around, you go home, tangible solution. But 
just constant worry that your house is going to burn down. There's no real solution to that problem, or at least not, I should, I shouldn't say there's not a real, there's no tangible solution to that problem. And it's more of like an internal thing of dealing with the, the fear or the obsession you have with that, with that problem. So I hope that makes sense. Let me know if you have any more questions about that. Um, come over to my Instagram account, um, or you can always come to the show notes page, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 122. That's number 122 and leave a comment there as well. And the other takeaway that I want you to take away from my coaching conversation with Hillary is the symptom versus the cause. And this is so, so classic. So a lot of times people come to me because they're struggling with texting or online dating or what to do in a specific situationship. And a lot of times those things can be really great jumping off points. So you'll even have heard in my conversation with Hillary, like I wanted to know what the situation was. I wanted to know what was happening or what wasn't happening or what had happened. And but once I got that information, I'm like, all right, we're taking a dive from here. And we're going into your inner child. Now I didn't do the whole inner child process with Hillary. I've worked with her a lot before. So I know her quite well. And so I didn't need to go into all of that because I just I just had the background. And so for some of my clients that you'll hear on the show that I don't know so well, or that I haven't worked with one on one yet, you might hear me do get a little bit more background, but I already I had already known the issues that she had with kind of feeling like the black sheep and left out between um, her and her sisters. And so I already knew that. And so I already knew exactly where to go. And I'm like, wow, this sounds exactly like the dynamic you described to me earlier that you grew up with. And so a lot of times we just want to solve the symptom. And even Hillary came on to the show today wanting to solve the symptom, like this texting thing. He's not that we don't have or we don't have um, communication every day. And he's not texting me as much as I'd like or what I guess what I'm used to. And so that's the that's the symptom, right? And she thought that he was pulling back, that he was pulling away. And again, at the time of this recording, we don't know how the date tomorrow is going to go. So we don't know exactly what's going to, to happen. But I think we have a reasonable reason to believe that this is probably not the pullback. And this is just her inner child getting triggered. And then that's the cause. And so a lot of times people come to me again, because they want to focus on or they want to ask me about texting or online dating or a specific situationship. But all of those things are just symptoms of a deeper issue or a deeper cause. And so when I coach my clients, when I work with clients, whether it's the tribe or one-on-one or in the incubator, I want to go right in there. It's just like, it's very, it's like very piercing energy. That's where I want to get to because that's what's actually going to resolve the problem. You know, with this conversation, I could have said to Hillary, well, why don't you just date yourself? And I'm all about dating yourself, but why don't you just distract yourself and have fun and go hang out with your friends and watch TV and make dinner and, you know, do all this fun stuff, right? Like, and that's great. I think she should be living her life doing whatever her life naturally looks like outside of the context of a relationship. But I could also have been like, well, you could text him or why don't you just turn the notifications off on your phone so you're not constantly checking or, you know, there's all these like, tangible things she could have done. And it's not that some of those things are bad or that I wouldn't maybe advise or suggest someone do at some point. But those are all just symptoms. And you're only going to get so far when you just focus on the symptoms. And it might resolve the issue for that one specific situation. But then the next time you get triggered, whether it's the next relationship or just the next incident or something that happens in the same relationship. It's just the same damn things just going to keep happening over and over and over again. So what you really have to do to resolve that is get to the root of it. Say, why am I being so triggered? And for her, her inner child is getting triggered. It's her the little girl in her that just needs that validation from other people in order to feel good and confident and, and worthy. And that's really what's going on. So the more that she can do that, then the less reliant she is going to be on getting these texts from this guy, that's really not going to have a big difference on whether or not the relationship is going to make it in the long run. All right. So again, the two key takeaways that I want you to think about, um, and I'd love to hear where you are on these issues over on Instagram, or again, over on the show notes page, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 122. My Instagram is Veronica E. Grant. So you can send me a DM or leave a comment on any one of my pictures and let me know what you thought 
thought of this episode, where you are in these two specific issues that I'm talking about are two key takeaways. And again, those two key takeaways are, you know, are, are the problems or the issues you're facing, are they real or are they imagined problems slash fears? And are you trying to solve the symptom or are you trying to actually look into the cause? Remember, if you're going to a doctor and you had some sort of condition that was completely curable, would you want your doctor just to treat your symptoms of the condition or would you want him to actually treat the cause of the condition? I think most of us would probably say cause and it's the same thing here. All right. I hope you love this episode. I've got some more coaching conversations coming your way. And again, if you want to focus on communication, all things communication, including texting and how how to deal with that. And yes, actually pick up on some tangible pieces on how to have these conversations along with with the inner work, the soul work that is involved to make doing the tangible work so, so much easier, then make sure you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe so that you can join our amazing, wonderful growth oriented community. All right, I will talk to you all soon and I will see you next week. for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.